0: really good. That's really, really good. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together tonight to grow in your glory. We thank you for the city of Heavenly Jerusalem that you've prepared for our souls to have perfect peace as overcomers of the devil, sin, and the world by jesus christ within us (laughs) father grant us a greater glory tonight those that are struggling let living water come upon your souls (laughs) living water upon your minds living water upon your hearts and let your spirit rise from the dead in the living waters tonight in a greater way than ever before It's the time to manifest your Sonship. It's the time for your spirit to party with your mind completely transformed in the water of the Word. (laughs) I thank you for the water. And we thank you for the Word. I just thank you for nobody being on edge. Just totally saturated, (laughs) marinated inside Jerusalem. Where we have total victory over and against all principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. The second heavens are a lying demon against the third heavens formed in us. We have the victory Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And Jesus is the spirit of truth leading us into all truth. Jesus has always defeated Satan in our midst. And he will time and time again. His name is the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful to his word. He is faithful to his promises. He is faithful to protect. He is faithful to bless and provide he is always faithful amen and i saw tattooed on his side semper fidelis always faithful (laughs) it's true he's a mighty warrior do you guys want to praise and thanks for a minute okay We'll have one praise and worship song. If you're watching online, sing along with us. Get up and dance. It's time to celebrate. A great procession. Jaba. Amen. Oh glory. Amen. Praise God. He is awesome in this place. And I said with astonishment, that the throne of God is with men. It is written in the book of Revelation, the throne of God the Father is inside believing flesh. But how many of y'all know, that the throne of the unbelieving devil is also inside human flesh it's called two trees in the garden the throne of god is in believers flesh and the throne of satan is in unbelievers flesh as well for there are two kingdoms and two trees in the garden And the Kingdom of Righteousness is as bold as a lion. And the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the mature apostolic, is coming forth. This is why Jezebel is going crazy out there. I've been wrestling this Principality, just some back history for those that only been around 5, or two years. I've been wrestling this Principality since God gave me an open vision of her. While I was in Bible College, I'll tell you what what happened. I was fasting and listening to David Hogan's sermons, and I went to chapel, just fried in the apostolic anointing because during that time, God had me getting trained from David Hogan. And when I walked into the room, he Opened the heavens and I went up and everyone had their hands lifted to this woman with chains coming from her and The Lord said this is Jezebel that they worship in their bewitchment when they're God outside minded and bewitched and The Holy Spirit said I want you to wave your hands over the congregation and there was 1500 people there so I'm in the audience the president of the university, North Central University, downtown Minneapolis Bible College is on the stage. And as I waved my hand in the apostolic anointing, 1,500 people started coughing and choking, revealing their chains and demon possession from the worship of Jezebel. Then the Holy Spirit said, their worship in this external Jesus that's no Jesus at all, This is the fruit of bewitchment. But he said, if you can see it, I have given you the authority to take it out. And it didn't come out just in one year of obeying the Holy Ghost or even 10 years or even 15 years of constantly obeying the New Covenant law, which is following the Spirit. Those who follow the Spirit fulfill all the law, Galatians writes. So you can follow the Spirit and still have tremendous problems. Not so much internally anymore, but externally from what did John call them? What did Peter call them? What did Paul call them? The lawless. Lawlessness is not those that disobey natural law. Lawlessness, the man of lawlessness, the term for the antichrist in scripture, is those that disobey the law of the Holy Spirit. Those that don't obey the Spirit are in the man of lawlessness, and that's what you deal with with false brethren. False brethren is not a minor theme in the New Testament. It's anyone who serves the heart of man and woman. You understand that? Since the throne of God is in our spirit, if our hearts are uncircumcised, we're serving the heart of Satan in the uncircumcised heart. Do you understand that's what makes a person a false brethren is the serving of the throne of false Jesus in the human heart. That's why they're emotional. That's why they can manipulate with emotions and feelings. They prey upon feelings and emotions. Demons are highly emotional creatures, hateful, spiteful, manipulative, oftentimes incredibly intelligent shadow creatures. And they want you in agreement with them by whatever means necessary. The Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. What's the earth reference but the earthen vessel? Woe to those who are in their own heart and not the heart of God, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the outpoured heart of God the Father in all the earth if your mind is renewed to the river of life. Then you're in the spirit in the lord's day then you're safe the holy spirit is our protector from all demons from anything the enemy would want to do to us i said holy ghost what is all this he says it's jezebel's last stand and we've been wrestling this thing for so long i've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of battles like this and the encouraging thing of this battle even though we're up in Eden spa and the most frustrating thing to the slanderers and the liars and the children of satan is our enjoyment of the garden of eden while they're tormented down there in their sin and demons that's what frustrates them the most that you are in a safe high secure place in the glory realm and it can't be taken from you by a Martha no Martha can take Mary's inheritance Mary's inheritance was stored up in heavenly places where rust and moth cannot destroy. And we have stored up treasure in that realm, the glory realm of the treasure of our faith. In that place you are so safe. You are guarded by the cherubim and the flashing sword, the Bible says. They cannot penetrate that realm. That's why when you get your heart circumcised into all the young warriors on the battlefield, He says, have no emotional investment in the enemy. Don't invest any emotion in the enemy because what they want to do is drain you. Hell is a place of stealing your energy, stealing your joy, stealing your peace. All they can do is kill, steal, and destroy. They're already in hell. They're already in torment. And all the nature of Satan, which means accuser, is evident in their lives. You can't have a worse judgment than being in hell while you still have breasts. With the nature of their father the devil just pouring forth through them like a river of poison. So they're tormented. They want to pull you down into torment. Here's the key to victory on the battlefield because you do wrestle. You're going to face this stuff. The key is having your heart so circumcised that you only feel the emotions and feelings of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> which means you're only feeling joy on the battlefield, raging joy. If you get heart attached, you will suffer some of the penalty of sin. Even though you're fighting the good fight of faith, younger soldiers don't understand yet fully that the battle belongs to the Lord and the Lord is the Spirit. Because they're still battling partially, not perfectly, but partially in the soul. They mean, well... They want to help Jesus. They want to help the apostles and prophets and the fivefold pastors, teachers, and evangelists and those faithful to the river of life. The intentions are good. The issue is intentions are not enough. There needs to be a dissolving of the human heart to be accurate on the battlefield. If the heart ain't dissolved, the heart will be attached to the battlefield and the heart will feel some of the pain of the torture of the enemy. Not all of it. They're not going to go astray, but they're not going to be as effective as the more mature believers. Now listen, God taught us in the promised land scenario of Moses, the Exodus, Joshua and Caleb and that whole story in Exodus and Numbers and Joshua that you can come out of Egypt and still die in the wilderness and God says it is a just judgment even though you were once saved to die by serpents in the wilderness if you don't stay loyal to the oil. So there is a judgment in the wilderness for those who betray their deliverers, Joshua and Caleb, those who betray the leadership of the apostles and prophets, those that forsake him down here on earth, even if you believed in Jesus and followed him at one time. Jesus said, if you turn back, which means get loyal to the old. You remember Lot's wife, that's in Hebrews you are not worthy of him. That's why you have to keep your hand to the plow. Jesus said, if you take your hands off the plow and turn back, you're not worthy of me. Which means you lose your salvation, guys. That's a biblical principle. Hebrews says it's better off having never been saved than coming into the glory of God only to forsake it now they're twice dead and seven times worse scripture says and it's apparent in their weeping and gnashing of teeth and their jezebel demon possession in their bitterness (laughs) you understand when you come into contract with the enemy That's all you have chosen to be with your soul the rest of your life. That's why some of these people, three years later, five years later, 10 years later, have still dedicated their lives to the hurting of red letter ministries. They have not gotten a life. They haven't done anything. They're still total losers out there because they've come into covenant with demons, which means their whole expression of their soul is in attacking the anointing of the anointed one. That's why they don't get better. The Bible says that slanderers will go from bad to worse. And the punishment of a slanderer an accuser is the darkest gloom of hell yeah. you cannot be saved and go to heaven and practice slander most of the judgment of the apostles in the new testament is against false brethren and we're going to read some of that tonight right. first and foremost scripture of the day All right. matthew chapter 5 verse 12. glory Blessed are you when people persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. (laughs) For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5:12. It is written, and that is exactly what's going on. The Lord is saying, the rewards that you're going to have for this most horrendous persecution, perhaps in U.S. history, perhaps in U.S. history. Joel Osteen doesn't deal with this stuff. No, I mean, no, but nobody you know in ministry deals with the level of diabolical genius and slander that RLM has dealt with since 2006. In 2006, I was dealing with the same principality because once I saw it, my mission and my calling in life by the revealing of the open vision from heaven was to take it out. That's the calling on Red Letter Ministries. To wrestle this thing under people's feet and you can see it in many people. The chasm between those of Jezebel and Jesus Christ is the widest chasm of all time. And a lot of you are surprised that it's in some of the leaders in the glory stream that are speaking out against of us now. It's in some of the leaders that have public ministries that are using their stage to slander and attack us with no reason fabricated evidence and all of these same accusations that came against Jesus they're using against God's apostles now why because the apostolic is Jesus formed in his people today it is the greatest accurate representation of him in his people the maturity of the apostolic that we're stepping into this season Without the maturity of the apostolic, there is no end-time harvest. You can go out there and do stuff. You could raise money, have huge crusades. You could do awesome stuff on God TV. You could do all that, but there would be no destruction of the principality Jezebel. You would still be doing it under her in the second heavens. This mission, this assignment is to take that thing out for all humanity to have peace. Unless you take that thing out. This is the strongest demon in Satan's kingdom. It is. I've dealt with prophets scared at the mention of her very name. They say, don't even drop that name here. There was like a fear. I remember the reverence when I was around other ministers in the glory stream, the reverence that they had towards that principality. They say, we don't even mess with that. That will that will kill you. We just try to build up the young prophets and do the best we can and stay in our lane. Just stay in your lane. Don't pick a fight with stuff that God hasn't told you to pick a fight with. But God has told us to pick a fight with it. That was the commissioning in full-time ministry. God created the vanguard as soldiers and warriors like King David. The vanguard of the armies of the living God is all Davids. You are Davids. It is a David company. It's not a singular David. The vanguard of the armies of the living God are all Davids. It's true. Absolute facts. People messaging me from all over America this week saying, these slanders are coming against my business. This wicked witch Jezebel is not just attacking the priesthood of the apostles, she's attacking the businesses of the apostles, of the apostolic Davids, of those on the front lines. Doesn't mean you have to have a stage and a desk and a background and a microphone like this. You are wrestling in your own unique way. You are in the army of the living God today, fighting in your own way with your own sword. You've had a path, but spiritually, we are walking and marching together. It's true. Mentally and physically, there is differences because of a different testimony, a different walk in the same Holy Spirit, same Father, same Lord Jesus Christ of us all. But your path in the natural, And even your culture in the natural is different because the army of God is spread out over the whole planet. But in the Spirit, it marches in unity. Why? It only can. You can only go forward in Spirit and there's only one Holy Spirit. There's only one. There's only one Spirit of Jesus on this planet. And right now is the time of dividing before those that are following false Jesus, whose name is Jezebel, in heart, and real Jesus, which is the river, in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth, guys. Some of these people that are worshippers of Jezebel will be saved. Many of them will go down in destruction to the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Some of them have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You are that far in the end times. The great harvest, the Bible says, is the end of the world. And you are in the cusp of it right now. And it's the beginning of the new earth. But the Bible says the great harvest is the end of the old earth. And the old order of things is passing away. The old earth was governed by principalities. And these are the last governing principalities. Once you take Jezebel out, Rick Joyner's last book about the final quest, I believe it's called The Path, says the great harvest is right after she sinks. She's that woman in Revelation that goes down into the sea. That woman is the Christian heart that has not been burnt on the altar. The uncircumcised died in the wilderness, y'all, if you read the Bible. Those uncircumcised of heart, they might have been circumcised outwardly, which means false Jews, false Christians. Inwardly, they weren't circumcised in heart. Inwardly, they still served Egypt, and that's why they still died, even though they've been physically trans-relocated by the prophet Moses. So right now, we're dealing with a people learning the circumcision of the heart, how to be in spirit all the time. And the young ones who are partially there, but haven't given their whole heart, are learning. They're kind of watching John the Baptist and his disciples in the river right now, representing Elijah. Who's Elijah's enemy? Well, yeah, you know full well. It's Jezebel and the false prophetic that speaks out of the emotions of woman's heart. The woman in the garden is her name in Revelation. How many all know the Bible says that the throne of Satan and all the servants of Satan rally around the female heart. Eve was deceived, Adam was not, it is written, which means the curse of the fall, the embodiment of 200 million fallen angels, principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions, all spiritual wickedness is inside the human, even female heart, because you're born of woman, so you have that same female heart. You're born of woman, and then until that born of woman is born again and shredded by the sword of the spirit, you practice the curse in an animal form and not a born-again new creature form real christianity that's what we're going to get into and, and this is this is why people get bitter the lord wants me to explain this stuff to you a lot of you don't understand how could you walk with the apostles and prophets in this generation and then turn into such hideous vipers the reason is is because their hearts touch the fire of the altar once your heart touches the fire of the altar of the only god and you turn back, you have left your post in heaven like the fallen angels. So until you bring your heart back to the fire and burn it, all that's left for you is the judgment of the fallen angels. Now, most Christians have not put their heart on the altar, and they've never experienced the glory, and so there isn't that level of severity. But the level of severity for those whose hearts have touched the altar and touched the glory fire and understood the severity of the order of Melchizedek in serving God with a burning heart of glory fire, and have said no, and have taken their heart off of the altar are the most devil-like Christians. They're not real Christians. They're false brethren, twice dead, bewitched. Those are the ones that blaspheme the Holy Spirit here is how a Christian blasphemes the Holy Spirit because you're gonna see a lot of it The love of many will wax cold it is written and so this is how you lose permanently your salvation to eternal destruction with the fallen angels right now because some Christians are now doing it even in your midst even in your midst that's how severe it is it is when the heart was once on the altar and you took it off and no longer serve God with a burning heart. Now your selfishness of protecting your heart and the so-called woundedness of the fire. Notice they're all wounded because they took their heart of their animal offering of their heart and their brain off the altar and God hurt them. When God was healing them, they called it a wound the wound of God, the spear of Jesus in his side. They called it the devil. They called the piercings towards the old Adamic and Eve, man and woman. They called it abuse. They called it negativity. They called it everything in the book, except what it is, crucified with Christ and no longer living. Someone's crucified with Christ could never attack the apostolic or or the prophetic. Because that's all that would remain in you is sweet love, and honey, and blessedness, and love for one another, and even a love for your enemies. But how many all know when your heart comes off the altar, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit no longer fill the heart? but demons now the room is swept open with the fire of the glory and demons sweep in and fill that person's heart and the bible says the latter condition is worse than the first and for many of you for the first time you're dealing with people who have a latter condition much 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 more worse than it was in the first before they're believers Much worse. Principalities paid them no attention when they were just petty sinners. Weed smokers and alcoholics and fornicators and just regular sinners a dime a dozen out there. They were nobodies. But now that they've had their hearts on the altar by once serving the Holy Spirit, tasting the glory of the age to come and have taken their hearts off the altar and have become the enemies of the altar, the enemies of the cross, the enemies of the Lamb of God they are the host bodies for the principalities and we've known this for decades and now you guys are experiencing it many of you for the first time especially at a new higher level they used to tell us in Team Challenge the higher the level the bigger the devil it's true As it is written, no temptation can seize you except what's common to man, but God is faithful to provide a way out. Which means as your spirit man grows, you get healed from petty lower sins. Most of you are not tempted by alcohol or drugs anymore because you you have breakthrough in the glory. So that stuff gets filled with glory. So the temptations get higher and the fall gets higher. And so they keep until you're in a high and lofty place. Then the temptation just becomes, when they can't reach you anymore, it's just try to ruin your reputation. Like they did against Jesus. Just slander his name lie about him make up stories about him fabricate situations this man said he'd destroy the temple he's breaking the law of moses he hates our people he hates moses they were saying that stuff about the living god oh, understand how demon possessed most people are you're dealing with it non-stop if you are dealing with a demon viciously that means you love righteousness and hate wickedness guys it's righteousness in the scriptures to hate demons, even when they're inside people. Amen. Amen. It's a totally different thing than hating a human soul. We're not hating a human soul. We're hating a demon spirit. Yeah. The human soul is often yielded to the demon spirit. Yeah. Amen and the demon's spirit has control of their soul. And you can have that, you feel that demonic smirk inside their brain. They like the power and the sensation of the demon in them. That demon's only using temporarily. Get them out of you while there's still breath in you. When the breath is no longer in you, that demon actually owns your soul in hell. If a person is yielding their soul to a demon, and refuses deliverance, they are guaranteed, even if they're Christians, they're going to hell. Because that's the spirit that's there when you pop out of your body. Angels aren't there. You've rejected the angels. You've rejected learning how to love. You've rejected the Lamb of God's nature. You've embraced the demonic. So the demons own you. You can confess Jesus all you want. There's a lot of pastors in hell. There's priests in hell. They're down there because they did not serve the Holy Spirit in this life. If you make the Holy Spirit your enemy, what does the Bible say? It's not easy kicking against the pricks. How many of y'all know? Were those pricks. What's the pricks? The pricks of the Holy Spirit. Amen, truth in yeah, you know, You know the accusers are watching now. That's right, you are the pricks. They like that one. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. When you're crucified, you still have a glorified personality. You can still be in a bubble bath in the Garden of Eden and splash them down below, but because of the sake of the young ones in Christ, this is why I explain this stuff. This isn't my first rodeo. Guys, I've dealt with this stuff hundreds and hundreds of times. Hundreds and hundreds of times. But I haven't seen such a desperation from the enemy like this before, which tells me it might be our last battle, and Great Harvest might be around the corner. Whether it is or not doesn't matter, we'll still be in heaven. And I have no zero emotional attachment invested into the disobedient and those outside of heavenly Jerusalem. Zero nothing can harm you. It can harm young ones that aren't sanctified and perfected in that place. It can. But at this level, there should be clarity to the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of bitterness. There should be clarity in your mind. Even my friends and ministers saying, you could be a brand new infant in Christ and discern these things. So if these hooks are able to get into you and turn you against Christ, that means you love demons and hate the Holy Spirit. That these aren't people that are you want to walk with you anyway. Satan's coming, but he has nothing in us because our spirit belongs to the sweet Holy Spirit. We're the children of divine joy and honey and milk and living water and purity and holiness. And the nature of the Lamb of God in my soul is so holy and pure And because of the vulnerability of the nature of the lamb, their slanders are always in the same sins they (laughs) condemn us of. Most of these ones, when they were around us, we had to correct of sexual morality. We had to disciple them because they were caught looking at pornography. They were caught sexting. They were caught doing all the same things they're accusing us of. We actually discipled them in back then, but they refused to change guys and i always covered them privately because i'm not a devil like they are (laughs) i always covered and protected because i know lust has to be sanctified out of everyone there is zero of that activity in red letter ministries zero Every person here can attest to my character in walking in holiness and purity and discipling every single one of you in Minneapolis in the exact same purity and holiness I have always walked in. It's true. Anyone that's been with us and walked with me can attest to that. These ones never repented of sexual morality. When their hearts touched the altar, they took them off for the pleasures of the flesh. And the Bible says they prey on gullible women. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says these perverted men. And they are. You gotta be perverted to write this stuff and to make this stuff up. It's, a, it's demented how psychotic people get when they take their hearts off the altar. It is sick, man. That didn't come from anyone in Red Letter Ministries. That came from all the jealous haters outside Red Letter Ministries. That's what happens. That's the the snake pile you associate with. That came out of their hearts. That perversion, that level of psychotic madness came out of the realm of those accusing us. It's nowhere near Red Letter Ministries. Understand that as young people coming in. When you come in, you're going to have to have a sword. The devil doesn't want you to live in blessedness and peace and prosperity. Yeah. He will do anything to pull you out of the glory. And shocking your moral fabric, shocking your moral conviction is one of Satan's main strategies. Yeah. That's what he tries. He tries to shock you with the sexual wounds, and it works on believers who are not healed from immorality. And it reveals that sexual immorality and lust is still in them and that's why Jezebel hits that place all the time. You're like, oh, I'm struggling. I can't be a part of that ministry. Obviously, if they're struggling. Nobody's struggling here. Yeah. We we are so victorious in this group, it's disgusting to them. Yeah. There is so much victory. We've been in constant ecstasy since 2008. Most of these accusers know that we have always strived for holiness and purity when we discipled them. It's true. No one's perfect. There is a constant purification. People make mistakes in ministry, but we repent quickly. We repent and get healed and move on and grow in the glory. You're gonna make mistakes when you grow. In fact, providing an environment of making mistakes for correction is the environment of the sheepfold. The sheepfold is not a place where you're perfect. The sheepfold is a place where you're made perfect. When a wolf enters the sheepfold, that's when they begin to attack the vulnerability as you're being transformed, as you watch the nature of these wolves around you. The wolves around you make no room for any possibility of transformation and you have to be perfect externally. That that way no one grows. Wolves shut down sanctification because the only part of you that gets sanctified as you're growing in the sheep field is the dead and damned parts of you. The lust, the eyes, the lust, the flesh, pride of life that we're at war against in our own hearts, in our own minds, and in others and are tremendously successful against. This is why Saul of Tarsus, now the apostle Paul, did his sanctification 14 plus three years in Arabia because it went into the sand. Paul had a lot of sin in his heart. He was a serial killer like Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix right now. The man who wrote the New Testament Bible that you read every day was a serial killer understand that a religious Judaizer killing Christians all the disgusting filth in his heart of Satan and the angels was cut out of him in Arabia so that he had a purification a circumcised heart before he stepped back into Jerusalem God didn't even let him come in with the old nature in his heart he wasn't perfect yet he didn't have total revelation he was only perfect after Nero chopped his head off He wasn't even perfect up until then, even though he lived out of the perfect sanctified part of him. You can live out of a perfect part of you while you're not yet perfect, like Jesus Christ is perfect. That's the key to constant encouragement, is living in the part of you that has revelation, the part of you that's purified. The rest of you is a work in progress therefore, if that part of you is growing in you, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, it is written. But if you're living out of the defiled part of you, if you're living out of the self-righteous part of you and not making progress in the Lamb of God's humility, Now you've rejected sanctification, you've rejected the altar, and you become the enemy of the cross. You understand? The cross is your sanctifier. What does it mean? Like the Bible says that many, not few, many have become the enemies of the cross. They have become the enemy of the circumcision of their heart. They have become the enemy of the throne of Jesus in spirit, and they have allied with the throne of the religious devil, the accuser of the brethren himself, in the uncircumcised heart, which is what woman and soul means in the book of Revelation. This is the woman of Revelation. It is a body of people married only to themselves. They are married only to the feelings in their heart. They are not married to Christ. They're not married to the fire of God. They're not married to any part of the kingdom of heaven. Their father is not the father of glory. Their father is Satan, the father of lies. Because in the uncircumcised heart, the unburnt, unsacrificed heart, the only thing that can grow is Satan and his lies. That's why they're still bad 10 years later. they never put their heart back on the altar. If your heart is not on the altar, if you're not crucified with Christ, you can't have good fruit. We just reveal that with apostolic authority because it's the scripture. You are seeing biblical prophecy fulfilled before your very eyes. In fact, the time you're in right now, by the anointing of the sons of Issachar who understand the times and the seasons, you are in the time of Enoch for when all the wicked are to be removed. And if you read about it, the word wicked is false brethren. Judgment begins in the house of God. Many of these false brethren are in leadership in the charismatic church. Watch out now, watch out now. It's true. Some of you are about to be widowed. Some of you will be widowed because your spouse has married the false prophet and is attacking the Elijah of the river of life. This is what happens to Jezebel and her prophets of heart, of female animal emotions and all that motherly emotions that need to die the motherly emotions in you will get you serving the devil all the time he preys on female emotions that's the center of the curse of the fall that's the center of phileo demon possessed false love it's the female it's what's written in the word Eve was completely deceived, Adam was not. Where was the covenant of the curse of the fall? Inside Eve's heart, I tell you the truth. Adam followed Eve's heart, so he's fully guilty. He left the Holy Ghost as well. But the covenant in the curse of the fall is inside woman's very heart in her blood. That's why those born of woman have to be born again or they go to hell for the last 2,000 years. No one born of woman can go to heaven. Only those born of spirit and water, John chapter 3, born again can go to heaven. Amen. Truth in you. Thank you, Jesus. So this, what I'm doing now is exposing the root of the fall of all the warfare. The root is the throne of Satan inside the woman's heart. Okay? Now, the woman becomes the bride of Christ. It's only a bad ending for those that don't circumcise her. It's a very happy ending. In fact, this week, it's been astonishing how much joy... And glory there is over the victories of Jezebel it's like it's already been done but you're listening to the howling torments of those burning and sizzling in the lake of fire (laughs) the atmosphere is the clearest and cleanest and most glory-filled and sweetest I have ever felt it today in the city of Minneapolis in my entire life been here since 1999 24 years in this city that's right 23 years in Minneapolis. I came here October 99. It's been 23 years since I've been in the glory of God. And I tell you the truth, this is the clearest and cleanest it's been because our calling is not lateral, our calling is vertical. Understand this. There are as many prophetic people tuning in that are learning the prophetic more accurately revelation fourteen fourteen is the key to the great harvest seated on the white cloud in the heavens the sheepfold on earth woe to the inhabitants in the earth just forget about that the sheepfold is upon the clouds the firmament the skyline sky people the breakthrough is taking the atmosphere over the earth the firmament that's what it's called in the bible the firmament of the righteousness of God in Christ in us. This is how you take it in internal union with your spirit and soul and mind renewed. And the mind is okay, the brain is okay to being on the earth when the spirit and the soul are lifted up into the clouds. Revelation 14:14 is a cloud representing the snake line of the overcomer once you're seated on the clouds your inner man is above the curse there's an elevation in this earth where you can be above the curse of the fall and still yet be in the body let's read about it amplify classic philippians chapter 3 in the glory amen check this out for the rest my brethren delight yourselves in the lord And continue to rejoice that you are in him, to keep writing to you over and over of the same things is not irksome to me, and it is a precaution for your safety. Look out for those dogs, Judaizers, legalists. Look out for those mischief makers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh, for we Christians are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ. A narcissistic free zone. Put that on our accusers' foreheads and stamp them. This is a pride-free zone because we exalt and delight and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ. I'd like to welcome everybody to a higher glory realm. very few know about a place where you pride in jesus you know about the bible the bible says pride in jesus christ amen scripture teaches this amplified classic so it goes into the roots of the greek scripture preaches a pride in the glory a glory pride not my opinion verse three we christians are the true circumcision which means we don't live out of the animal heart if you live out of the female or male heart you're not a Christian yet Amen. not yet you can be once this thing's burnt up and you live out of your spirit that's what a Christian by definition is Amen. most Christians are not Christians Amen. because they live out of the animal heart the flesh and blood heart that is false Christianity real Christianity is this thing's burnt now I'm living out of my spirit those who live out of their spirit obviously are the real Christians the fruit does all the talking. You can't even do anything to a real Christian who lives out of their immortal, invincible spirit. You can deceive all of those that live out of the soul still, but they can't even do that anymore because there's so much glory out of the transfigured spirit ones. But the key now is an understanding between heart and spirit. This is you coming out of the wilderness of heart, leaning on your beloved, in your spirit, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory lower than your heart. Your heart is deceitful above all things, which means those that live out of their heart are the most deceived people on planet Earth. And that's where most Christian leaders let alone their followers, are at right now. They follow the human heart. You can't get more deceived than that. The Bible says that is the pinnacle of being deceived, is following the human heart. Oh, buddy, we need to apply the sword there. You need to pour the fiery coals on the altar. This is where judgment begins in the house of God, folks. What is the judgment upon the house of God? The application of circumcision to those living in the animal heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, people are revealing where they're from. (laughs) It ain't Zion. Those that speak out of an unburnt heart are the very mouthpiece of the false prophet Jezebel herself. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But she's lower than us, haven't you noticed that? She's lower than our group in Minneapolis. People in Minneapolis aren't dealing with this stuff. It's way far away from us. But it does affect our harvest. She mainly is an abortion clinic for the young believers to be aborted after they believe in Jesus, after they come into the glory, after they get some training in the order and priesthood of Melchizedek her strategies is to be an abortion clinic for those that have started in the way of the Lord. So we need we need angels, guys. This is what the angels are going out to make straight the way to the Lord. Bye. So they don't fall off in religion and deception and clinging to their life and not losing it. It's a further training in how to accurately lose your heart life to gain your spirit life. The war is about retaining heart life. That's what the demons want every believer to do, to cling to your life, therefore not overcome the devil. If you get a lot of people overcoming the devil, the whole kingdom of hell falls. The kingdom of the seven mountains be drawn, cast into the crystal sea. That is what's at stake here. It's the training of the young ones. You get one person bitter, like Anakin Skywalker, he comes in there, what does he do? Kills all the young Jedi. He killed every, all the patty ones slaughtered. Well, if you can get them bitter, it's a device and understanding of the strategy of the devil to get Christians embittered to fight for Satan and not Jesus Christ. And it works. Look at the people who became Paul's enemy. Look at the people who became David's enemy. David says, these people once enjoyed sweet fellowship with me. That's scripture in the Bible. These are the ones that ate at my table have become my enemies it is written it is the same exact thing look at job his own wife his own family his own friends are the ones that are the very mouthpiece of the fallen angels in the bible satan didn't come to job directly he came to him through his wife and his three friends and job had to overcome family and friends to get the double portion And this was, notice it was internal warfare. He had to overcome it in the civil warfare, just like Joseph. How was, Joseph didn't have to overcome Egypt. Joseph had to overcome Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph had to overcome his 11 brothers. And by doing so and staying loyal in his spirit and not joining in the bitterness of his 11, the murder of the 11, he saved them all. Don't think they're all gonna be saved because that's not what's gonna happen here. There will be many examples of those that betray the apostolic before the time is over. We've already seen many destroyed. God doesn't wish for any to perish. We know the verse. We have it memorized in spirit and truth, activated, walking in it for decades. What's interesting for all the young ones is watching it work out so that you can gain actual wisdom. Real wisdom, which is real authority of the heavenly Jerusalem. The Father is using all of this for you to grow in your own experiences, either up or down. Some are going to grow in the demonic anointing. There's a growing in the demonic and there's a growing in the Holy Ghost. Both seeds grow. Both trees are growing in the garden. You are growing bad fruit or you are growing good fruit, and they both get a 30, 60, and 100-fold. There's a promotion in Satan's kingdom for those that murder the prophets. That's why they do it. They get rewarded by the devil. Yep. There's a reward. They're the killing, stealing, and destroying, when they come in and kill a prophet, they try to take everything of that house they would steal all their gold. When the Romans would come in and kill the Christians, they would steal all of their money, they'd steal their business, they'd sell their children to slavery, They're, they'd sell their, their wife into sex cults, they'd sell them, you know, this is what happened in the first century, because you would loot and plunder that house. That is why they attack the real believers, because there's a demonic reward for attacking them. If you didn't get anything out of it, it would never happen. Because greed is one of the main roots of why they attack the true believers. What a, Satan rewards his wickedness and you grow in rank and authority to those that obey the human heart, which is the throne of Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why they do it. Understand the reward system of hell. You need to understand the reward system of heaven as well. God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And along the way, you're going to have that same reward system of the wicked attacking you. Because the bigger you are in Christ, the bigger their rewards from Satan by taking you out, attacking you, hurting you, killing you, destroying you, and doing all that stuff. But if you stay faithful and fight in fighting the good fight of faith, you get the reward. There is a great reward to those who endure. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 5. This will be fun. Let's do it in the Passion Translation. Yeah. Glory. If you haven't seen yet, we released Psalms 1-95 through 95 in the Red Letter Ministries YouTube channel with read-along and music. <laughs> Psalms means praise. Amen. So to have the musical accompanying it will completely blow you away and bless you. Yeah. And you'll find that almost all the Psalms of 1-95 through 95 are rhema right now in dealing and wrestling these final enemies. Amen. It's in there. <laughs> There's a reason why this timing is exact. God has allowed this to grow most of you as soldiers or to reveal people who have hooks of jezebel in them as the enemy in our midst the whole time anyhow so nobody can hide there's a great chasm here if you're loyal to the river you're more loyal than ever before if you never were you're just exposed now as loyal to satan the accuser of the brethren and that's all that's happened here is promotion for one demotion for the other at harvest time weeds get taken out this is how they get taken out when you're exposed in your hearts and minds to be disloyal to the apostolic and prophetic anointing of jesus christ in this place matthew 5 one day jesus saw a vast crowd of people gathering to hear him so he went up on a mountain and sat there. I added that. There's going to be a little paraphrasing in here. I have shmiak authority. With his followers and disciples spread over the hillside, Jesus began to teach them. What wealth is offered you? That got your attention. <laughs> oh, Lord, deliver them from greed today. Amen. Put their greedy hearts on the altar and burn them, Jesus. <laughs> Double portion for leaders, double portion for fivefold. Let the fivefold get double circumcision on their hearts and brains. You need to. That just means a greater purity. If you want to be a leader, you're going to have to have a double portion of death. Yeah. A double portion of burning your animal heart and your animal brain. You can't lead unless the heart and brain are burnt upon the altar of God. Revelation says there's a gold altar before our Father in heaven. What's on it? Believers' hearts and brains, and believers' bones. The animals, what's on it? The living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. You need to be on the altar during all the days of your life in order to live a holy blessed life filled with the presence of God on earth you have to keep your heart your blood your brain your mind your thoughts your bones your will and the marrow on the altar in heavenly Jerusalem I tell you the truth if we ever get off the altar we stop being inside the kingdom of heaven we need to stay on the altar and we need to burn thank you father for transporting the parts of our hearts parts of our hearts the parts of our minds the unrenewedness in our minds the thoughts and intentions of our heart the desire here is for the holy glory of the father to fill our temple he only fills his temple with glory as it is written i myself will be a wall of fire round about you and the glory within you says the lord the glory only fills what the fire has burned To have a glorified soul means the whole soul the heart the brain and the bones have been offered not once but constantly on the golden altar before his throne the streets of gold is the place where you lay your body down it's an altar jerusalem is an altar paul says not just the jerusalem below the jerusalem above the spiritual heavenly jerusalem is the place where the bride is married through sacrifice of her heart and mind, bones and marrow, to Jesus. The ones that aren't there are the false bride that we're dealing with right now that are reacting negatively to all the slander against us. This is the judgment towards the false bride. This is what it looks like to wrestle principalities. This is how you win. You go up the mountain and you sit down and you listen to Jesus (laughs) and the victory belongs to the Lord the battle belongs to the Lord and the Lord's getting formed in you which means the Lord of angel armies is gonna war inside you through you and all around you as you yield to his word his waters and his ways he will lead angels round about you sometimes you'll speak in angelic tongues first corinthians 14 says we speak in the tongues of men and the tongues of angels Why do we speak in the tongues of angels, saints? Because we are commanding, as the body of Christ, angel armies. She is the commander of heaven's hosts in Song of Solomon once she's circumcised of heart and mind. There's a circumcision not just of heart only, only heart is primary. Heart is first. Because you can't ever serve Him in a renewed mind until the heart and the feelings and the emotion center of the animal is totally burnt with holy fire fire, which means no external control by circumstances, manipulation, false brethren, or anything that the magic arts can create through Photoshop and the things that they do. They did that to Jesus back then. They tried to create scenario. That's what magic is. Magic is creating a false world. They can create all that is false. They love a lie, so they use the magic arts to create a world within their belief systems that are all lies. That is what Babylon the Great is. It's a construction of the unrenewed mind and the unburnt heart. What's our job? To bring her down into the fire? To bring the kingdom dimension not made with human hands, made by the Word of God and the Spirit of God and the angels of God, to bring all that can be burned and test it in the fire of our inner man. How much fire do you have to test the works to see if they're from God? Test every believer's works, it is written test every spirit. How do we test the spirit? Because we're tested and tried in fire. The same word for testing is the same word for sanctification. You can't test the spirit, a teaching of demons, a doctrine of demons, the lies and deception of demons. If there's no fire in you, you have to have the fire burning up your heart. Did our hearts not burn within us? First thing Jesus did along the way, illuminating the scripture, so they could burn up demons. So they could burn up spirits. So they could burn up up false teachers and false prophets and put them into darkness and expose their hearts there's clouds coming upon them in the early chapters of acts clouds of darkness blindness upon sorcerers there is a power in the fire of god to destroy some stuff does not get built up thanks be to god the stuff that of the animal living and the animal always supposing called trampling the holy place for time, times, and half a time, it's what the animal do- does. It's the pig trough, it's the goat trough, goats and calves. They trample upon the Spirit, the holy place, living in the heart. If you live in the heart, you live as an animal and you are trampling the holy place right now repentance is stopping to trample the spirit and joining Christ in the spirit that's what salvation is now you're partnered with the living God now you're covenanted and married to God in spirit and in truth what do you trample now winepress of the wrath of the Almighty tramples the pigs tramples the goats does it trample the sheep sheep get sheared I send you like sheep to be slaughtered that's what Jesus said not Satan Jesus said that there's a slaughter of the sheep each season and level from glory to glory which is the fears and the scales of pride coming off your heart and your mind culture coming out of you bloodline coming out of you things and past experiences, hurts, feelings, emotions, all the cares of this world, all of the DNA of the world getting burnt off of you, layer after layer after layer, every degree of glory as sheep who love Jesus and live in the sheepfold the sheepfold only belongs to real christians amen and a good shepherd will guide them to the springs of the water of life and teach them how to drink from christ in them the river of glory and then the glory comes out through drinking and becomes the walls of jasper of the heavenly jerusalem which are the walls of the color of the light and the glory of god which means the only ones protected are the ones who are drinking The river of life is the armor of light put on the armor of living water. And if you are defiled, the Bible says, by the unbeliever, by the slander and attack of the Christian warlock and the Christian sorcerer and the Christian witch of all the false brethren that live in the heart. If they are defiling you and cursing you from the soul realm of the angels of light and wandering stars in the second heavens, if they are hurting you there, then you have to go to the river and wash. That's why, simultaneously, through all the warfare, you release the water of the word. You notice if you go to the water of the word this season, this last week, it's the sweetest, most refreshing spring of all time, because the Father, Psalms 110, washes and refreshes along the way. We'll get into that. We'll read Psalms 110 in a minute. What wealth is offered to you when you feel your spiritual poverty, for there is no charge to enter the realm of heaven's kingdom. What delight comes to you when you wait upon the Lord, for you will find what you long for. What blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you, for you will inherit the earth. How enriched you are when you crave righteousness, for you will be surrounded with fruitfulness. How satisfied you are when you demonstrate tender mercy, for tender mercy will be demonstrated to you what bliss you experience when your heart is pure for then your eyes will open to see more and more of god amen i had a vision two days ago in the penthouse I was there in my listening room enjoying the hi-fi glory with Jesus together. We have all kinds of fun things we do in the glory realm all the time together. It's just like drinking cognac around the Father's fireplace in heaven, smoking Cuban cigars every single day in the glory realm. Spiritually speaking, of course, (laughs) and it's absolutely wonderful union, okay? So I'm in that dimension right now, that picture I just painted for you, and I close my eyes, enjoying the music, and the most vivid vision I've ever had of living water water drops that look like looking into an anime screen it was it was so vivid and so bright these droplets thousands of water drops and it splashed right into my face I hear the spirit saying it's the refreshment of the water towards that which comes against your soul they're attacking the character and the name and the nature of the of the person so the water is to wash the all of that attack off of the armor off of the mind, off the senses. Amen? So I just release that vision upon all of your faces with fresh living water from Jesus Christ directly in heaven to wash your minds upon, against all the slander, gossip, strategies of the enemy. All of it be washed off your head. No curse can kindle against you if you're washed in the river. If you're not washed, it can curse. Even if you fought the good fight of faith and you're, you're in the river up to your shoulders, if your head doesn't get washed, some of those curses can kindle. Uh-huh. Spiritual warfare can kill you if you don't know how to fight the good fight. That's why a lot of the strategy in the New Testament is to teach you how to fight the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, mighty through God, pulling down the strongholds. Amen. Ending arguments. What does that mean? Burning the scroll of the word curse and the witchcraft prayer of the bewitched false leader out there by which we were in the drunken glory for. Psalms, or what does it say? Jeremiah 29, I'm like a drunken man because of these people, because of the bad leaders, like one who's had too much wine to drink. You'll find that there's a lot of wine if you're going to wrestle bad leaders. Yeah because they have a demonic anointing. That's why they're in leadership. A lot of them that minister out of the heart, it's because the devil anointed them, angels of light. There's a false light anointing, a false glory that's still very much factional, divisional. And it's a very human but falsely spiritual anointing. And we're here to expose all that. That's going to be totally brought into the surface and judged now. So we don't have to be led by false leaders anymore. That is one of God's main purposes through the intensity of the warring sons of God, to deal with bad leaders. And they're everywhere, you guys. That's why so many leaders speak out against me, because my job and assignment is to take them out with the judgment of the Father's glory he's commissioned me to do it and that's why they begin to react even if i don't call them by name which i almost never do once or twice or three you know sometimes we will if they're if they're big and they're calling us by name there there are times of using strategic wisdom most of the time it's just like carpet bombing them where they're just getting hit by it because of the standard we raise and because of the angel armies that are assigned to red letter ministries it is just carpet bomb all of them and the ones that rise through the fire of the bombing it's like glory bombs it's like second atom bombs of the first atoms fall you're dropping nukes on them and they just rise through the holocaustal baptism the nuclear holocaust because the fire of god is all-consuming fire it is nuclear holocaustal fire baptism and once that nuclear baptism has burned through you You can't be shaken by anything. That's what really strips you of your human emotions. You face death, and the fire of God has raised you through it, through spiritual warfare. As you rise, all the stuff that can be shaken is shaken, but if you're fearful, you cling to it. Because you think, oh, well, I might die if I go any higher. That stuff just falls off you through the baptism of death. (laughs) Baptism of fire later on includes the baptism of death there's many baptisms hebrews 6 says baptism of death is after the baptism of fire which means the overcoming of your last enemy to be swallowed up in victory death can only happen after you're baptized in water the spirit the fire the glory and death that's when you in the death baptism of jesus christ which is one of the highest glory realms you could ever imagine that's when you begin to wrestle fallen angels on a principality level and so everyone else needs to be under the maturity of those that are capable of their spiritual stature otherwise they're not mature enough to handle that stuff they'll get touched by it in their hearts and their emotions because they have an emotional investment God's saying take your emotional investment of your heart that you have for God your zeal without knowledge your immaturity and put it on the altar and burn it more Because this is ultimately Father God's deal with His fallen angels. We're just caught in the middle of it. This is an ancient war long before any of us were here, long before you were created. God was dealing with His angelic creation. He is simply using His sons and daughters to destroy the works of the devil as it's written. But understand, this is about the Father and the Father's angels. Satan is one of the Father's angels. Get yourself out of the equation because it's not about you. What you're dealing with in these fallen angels is because you love the Father and live in the Father's glory, they treat you like Father God. Wow. And so when you come into the glory, you're actually coming into the Father. When the manifest presence of God is strong in your life, demons will treat you as they want to treat Father God. That's why they tear their heads off, feed them to the wolves, feed them to the lions, decapitate them, do horrible things because they hate god that intensely and that intense hatred is only experienced when you get into the intense glory of the father no other christian has those experiences in the whole earth or in christian history only the ones that get into the bright great glory of the father have any clue what it's like to face hatred at this level from the fallen angels it's true and if you want to be a great warrior you're gonna deal with it and it's going to stress you out it's ugly it will it will force you to go more into the cross to even handle it because you have no idea the intensity of the hatred of principalities most christians can't even comprehend that level of hate it is so intense how much the devil hates god (laughs) and hallelujah our intensity of love for him is greater yet. It is. There's a greater glory and a greater love than the devil's hate. See, but you have to love God more intensely than the devil's hate God. There there are measurements here, guys. The Bible talks of measure 30, 60, 100 fold measuring scales of the angels. Angels measure how much you love God. It can be measured the measurement that you love God is your measurement of how much glory of the Father's formed in your inner man of how much manifest presence you live in the measure you love God is the measure you've put in your heart and your feelings on the altar so they say they love God but they haven't burned their hearts no one loves God unless they burn their hearts it's a false love that's why when storms come they're nowhere to be found where are they strike the shepherd the sheep are scattered why they didn't love God four of them did John loved God more than himself. He was willing to die. He's there. Peter didn't. He fell. Peter betrayed him almost as bad as Judas. But there was repentance found from Peter because he put his heart back on the altar. Judas didn't. That's why he's eternally damned in eternal destruction with Satan and his angels. There's two reactions to those far from the altar. You can get worse through the betrayal or you can use it as a humbling mark where I have just, man, I have really messed up and have not been faithful to the Holy Ghost take my heart back and put it on the altar and you can be forgiven. Look at Saul. Murderers can be forgiven. If you've ever attacked a brother and sister in Christ, the Bible says you have murdered them like Cain murdered Abel. Mm -hmm. So spiritual murder is everywhere. You can't throw a pebble and not hit a murderer. Most of you have murdered this week (laughs) by being hateful or judgmental or critical of others. The Bible says you are murdering them in your heart. You can do that with your angel, with your spirit towards demons. That's legal, that's righteousness. But you can't do it towards human souls. The human soul has to constantly choose to go down in the judgment towards the demon. All judgment is directed towards spirits. But the soul, the only way the soul encounters that if it's in agreement towards the demon that's been using it as a host vessel. So at any time, if they let that judgment come through the spirit operating in them, they'll actually get set free, set free from attacking their demons. That's why mighty warriors use their swords to attack demons constantly. That's the only way you get delivered. You ever seen deliverance? All, all they do is attack demons the whole time. They just use the sword of spirit, scripture, the word of God to hit demons in the mark. Now the soul is the human vessel. The soul can move and flow with the demon's judgment, which most people do. Most people don't just let it get stripped out of them and be like, oh good, like a washing of, a, of an acid shower against all my demons. No, most of them sit there and take it personally like you're attacking them because their very personality is woven into the fabric of the devil. So you have to have revelation to get washed from your sins. You have to get revelation to be washed from your curses. Otherwise, it feels like God's judging you. He's not judging you. He's judging Satan inside flesh. Amen? What is an altar? An altar is a place of judgment. God's altar is a place of judgment towards everything in the flesh. The bride of the lamb, what's the lamb? The one that was slain. You understand marriage to God is likened to being completely slaughtered as a lamb. Understand Jesus' crucifixion. Spiritually, mentally, morally, you will go through all the same slaughter as Jesus to get sin satan in the world out of you and if you don't you're not the bride of christ Amen. you're not <laughs> the bride of christ are the ones that are married to the crucified one the slaughtered one the slain one understand the more you're slaughtered the more you'll expose the false that are not slaughtered with the same exact piercings those piercings are our pleasure those piercings are the accurate interpretation of song of songs divine love of agape love agape love is the stations of the cross you need to know that because the stations of the cross There's a ton of revelation on that the spirit, all of them. It's not just Catholic rituals. There is revelation there of the piercings, that path, that passion week is your ability to enter back into the Garden of Eden. Mystics that understood that stuff, they lived raptured all the time. Some of them at the end of their life because of revelations of the stations of the cross and the piercings of Christ didn't even walk anymore. They levitated because they were so so with his piercings maturing in Christ is only maturing in the piercings of the heart you can't mature in anything of the Holy Ghost until you mature in the slaughter of the cross towards the heart and the mind that's the only way you get rock-solid in the glory guys truth anyhow (laughs) so Once you preach and bring revelation about this stuff, it exposes the ones that are the enemies of those piercings. They're the enemies of the kingdom in a false version where your heart doesn't have to be pierced. You can live opinionated. You can live emotional. You know, to practice human emotions is the essence of witchcraft. (laughs) Witchcraft is the... Practice of the manipulation of the animal's feelings and emotions. You understand? That's what witchcraft is. All of you are getting delivered from witchcraft, all of you have used the feelings of your heart. To choose the words out of your mouth which is sorcery out of the heart the mouth speaks guess what if the heart's slain you stop speaking sorcery you stop practicing witchcraft only through the circumcision of your heart can you be forgiven of witchcraft which is what rebellion and stubbornness which is the sin of sorcery it says in samuel stubbornness sorcery witchcraft rebellion where all in our hearts (laughs) Your heart, my heart, enemies' hearts, allied heart, believers' hearts, unbelievers' hearts, it don't matter. It is the whole origin of man inside the heart. And if it's not dealt with, you'll never taste the divine your entire life. To taste the divine, you go to war against the heart. Amen. The more you slaughter it with the word of God, with the fire of God, with your angels with the visions you encounter, the interpretation at the cost of self. Most of the people that are full of Satan, it's always they're right and it's someone else that's wrong. It's always at someone else's expense. That's when you're in false Christianity, it's always others' planks and specks in the eye, applying it to the person that hurted, hurt you, wounded you, all that. That's the evidence that Satan owns and controls your soul. When it's applied to your own heart, that's the nature of the Lamb. Amen? And so that means more of the spirit is able to get through so even when judgment the Bible says even when judgment comes upon the wicked and the slanderer and the murderer and the accuser of the brethren the Bible says that same judgment will also pass through the righteous the righteous and the wicked of the same judgment it's the glory so don't think judgments just gonna come upon those people attacking you The same exact judgment will come upon you and vindicate you. You'll have to pass through fire. You'll have to burn your heart. That's why these battles make true warriors of divine love stronger and stronger the more experience they have. Amen. (laughs) How ecstatic. When people insult and persecute you, and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you, how ecstatic your love is for Jesus Christ. Matthew 5, 11, Passion Translation. <laughs> it's evidence that you're living in the glory, that you're actually in ecstasy. You understand that? Yeah. Persecution is likened to those who practice ecstasy. <laughs> Practicing the glory strongly. You are enriched and bear the wounds of being persecuted for doing what is right, for that is when you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. So leap for joy, since your heavenly reward is great. For you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you. Notice there is the great joy. There is the ecstasy. There is the glory that goes along with the insults and the persecution. So once you start to go into the glory, what's the price you pay? People attacking the ecstasies of the glory. That's the true biblical definition of persecution is when they're slandering you for the glory of God and the evidence of the glory. It's written here now, Matthew 5 through 12. The evidence that it's real persecution is that you are in an ecstasy of the glory of his joy. We'll read it one more time. Matthew 5:10. This is really the unveiling of all the activity in your life and what you deal with in this final battle. How enriched you are when you bear the wounds of being persecuted for doing what is right. For that is when you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. How ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So leap for joy since your heavenly reward is great. When the attacks are at that level that they're creating scenarios, creating lies about you. Jesus said that's when the measurable reward that you have in heaven has hit the level called greatness, which means obviously we are great in heaven. Truth you. This is the evidence, the Word is the justice scales. The Word is the measurement of the accuracy of the Christian and believer's life. When this level is applied to you, that's when you're great in the kingdom and all believers need to understand that in the kingdom. <laughs> Amen, it's important. Who? Why would you follow anyone that's not great in the kingdom of heaven? You have to be deceived and not understand the Word. Amen. Amen. The whole point is to grow in the greatness of his joy, ecstasy, rapture, and delight. Suffering because the natural man is paying back what the spirit man has profited in Christ. If a thief be caught stealing, he must repay sevenfold what's the thief guys Uh, the flesh and those who serve it the uh, beast and those who ride it the seven-headed beast uh, what is it to ride the beast it means to submit your soul to your outer man that's the beast system is christians submitted to their outer man instead of christians submitted to the holy spirit in their inner man and there's more submitted to their outer man than the few and the remnant that are submitted to their inner man don't think it's the majority it's a vast minority look at elijah god always tells me it's like the numbers of elijah in elijah's day there was 950 false of asherah and jezebel compared to one of god the father it was 950 to 1. i believe it's the exact same situation in the usa right now at the climax of the ages you're dealing with 950 false soulish external bewitched angel of light to one the remnant of a remnant that is god inside-minded living in the river that flows out of your belly for those who believe those that are actually submitted to the spirit obedient to the new covenant law what's the new covenant law following and obeying the holy spirit in the inner man in the rich treasury of glory (laughs) those that don't obey and submit to the spirit in their own spirit are not following jesus only those that know him out of the belly flows rivers are the ones following the holy spirit in this world Try to find God-inside-minded Christians in Babylon. You'd be there a long time with a magnifying glass. It's rare. But there is a remnant. There's a remnant that loves Him in spirit. There's a remnant that's ready to realize the glory of following Christ in their spirit. Our job, Bible says, we preach to awaken hearts. It means this word goes forth for your brain to live in the latter rain for your brain to be put into your spirit. You can live all the days of your life in the glory of God and not have an emotional investment in Babylon's destruction and not be attached to the false brethren that are being severely punished right now. For the judgment comes forth through the maturity in you. You are the ones that raise the standard and condemn the world. Like Noah, these are the days of Noah, a man of righteousness who raised a standard and destroyed the world. You're not gonna destroy it with floods and hurricanes. We rebuke that off of Florida right now. Bam, Bam. we're destroying it spiritually in the shadow dimension of demons. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth because we're gonna flood it with fire so strongly that shadows can't move in the earth dimension shadows can't move through dna then we'll have world peace amen Amen. psalms 110 we'll end with this it's going to be a fiery week of fire (laughs) messiah king and priest psalms 110 is the anointing of the high place You have this anointing. This is Jesus in you. This is the anointing you received when you asked Jesus into your spirit. You got the Psalms seven spirits of God, messianic anointing. Amen. (laughs) King David's Psalm Yahweh said to my Lord, the Messiah, sit with me as enthroned ruler. Blessed are they who overcome for they will sit with me as enthroned ruler while I subdue your enemy. He is subduing spiritual enemies inside rebels, inside the lawless. I have never yet to this day seen a principality power thrown and dominion go down in judgment except through human vessels. Well, it's completely biblical. Read the book of Acts. Usually, when you subdue enemies, the enemy is only operating out of a willing vessel. <laughs> and if they reject correction, the Bible says, don't even let them into your house because they are a vessel of the enemy. You have to protect your house. Second John in the Passion Translation will really mess you up. Third John. <laughs> Apostle John is mainly giving instructions how to protect houses from false believers in both those books. Bye. It's the rainbow word of God right now. Amen. Amen. I will subdue every enemy they're gonna go down inside human vessels so there will be a mess they don't go down without making a mess because they're messed up and a lot of emotional soulish people will try to help them as they're going down and you see that false love everywhere it's a that's that female heart of trying to emotionally help people that don't want to be helped, that actually love their demons. They love creating chaos and problems. You have to cut that out of your heart to discern spirits, to deal with spirits. Otherwise, you'll be manipulated as gullible, foolish Christians all the days of your life. We need that gullible ignorance out of you. Otherwise, you'll be constantly taken advantage of by the wicked. Amen. Amen. It's maturity, it's real love. Agape is a cross apply the cross to their heart, wash, if they weep and gnash their teeth towards you and say, oh, you just sympathize with Brandon and make you pick sides and becomes this whole dramatic situation. That person loves the devil. You can test them immediately by simply applying the cross and the altar of fire upon the animal's heart. If they don't want heaven, Make sure you understand that person loves Satan, loves doing the will of their father, the devil, and forbid their company from amongst you. It's written 100 times in the New Testament. So you can really test the heart, which is mean test the spirit to see if they really want heaven or if they really enjoy hell. Because many of these people, younger believers are trying to help. They want hell. You need to stop that. Stop sympathizing for the devil and his sons and daughters. These people are adults that have chosen their paths in Jesus name. They will bow low before you. I will make them a footstool for your feet. Holy Spirit was t- talking to me a couple of weeks ago about the footstool. Heaven's throne, is footstool. What is the function of a footstool? Pleasure. To lift up your feet in a lazy boy recliner. A footstool is not a place of work it's a place of comfort and rest which means this is a promise to you people right now that the earth be your footstool which means that the earth and all of its inhabitants when you're crucified with christ and his nature's pouring forth through you like a river will serve your holy pleasure it's true the whole function of this judgment is to make the earth a servant of divine pleasure Notice the people that reject that aspect of the Bible, they are fighting the word of turning the earth into God's slave for pleasure. Song of Solomon says that they are the slaves of love with yeah. the outer man is being brought into slavery to agape of the inner man and those that don't like that are the ones having the fit right now judgment begins in the house of God they don't want the outer man to be a slave of the inner man because all their investment is in the false of the outer man though that's why you have a Christian Civil War that's the main overview of what's been going on the last 20 years in Christianity and the whole planet you're dealing with a people who have an investment in the outer man and the outer man is being made a slave to the inner man the investment is the inner man are the sons of god the investment of the outer man are the slaves of god there will be slaves and sons the animal will serve the angel what does the bible say the older will serve the younger what's the younger the the inner man what's the older the outer man so serve the inner man and you'll never get old amen you'll always be a child of god amen hallelujah let your youth be renewed like an eagle tonight declares the lord you're gonna rise on wings as eagles the eagle is the food for the spirit it is the spiritual eating of the prophetic word that renews the youth like the eagle We're going to molt. We're going to molt this season. We're going to pass under the shepherd's rod on Yom Kippur. I saw this, I believe it's October 5th. It's Yom Kippur, it's the highest holiday of the Jewish calendar, and it's glorified in the New Covenant as the day of judgment for believers. Ooh, yeah. And I believe that's why all of this is coming down right now. It's because all of everyone, even our accusers, are going under the shepherd's rod. Oh, wow. And there'll be tremendous judgment and tremendous increase and tremendous decrease for some. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's really good. <laughs> that's coming up quickly. Or, uh, the new Jewish year has, has just been birthed. You're in the Jewish year. 6023 now 6023 23 years into the day of the Lord so happy Jewish new year amen happy new year Ha, ha 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 glory your people will be your love offerings like living sacrifices notice the only ones that are his people are sacrificed amen Living sacrifices spilled out, which an outpouring, which means their spirits poured out and their soul is not clogged up. Which means they've lost their life to find their spirit life. Notice those are the only ones saved are the ones that have lost their life to the cross and the altar. Your people will be your love offerings. If you love him, you've offered your heart and brain to the cross selfishness, self-protection, emotional issues, all of that's burnt up on Calvary. You know how you get healed of your past? Die with him. A dead person is totally healed of their past. If you're off the cross, you're just always trying to put band-aids on your past, my memories, you're always a mess, you're always screwed up. When you're crucified with Christ, you are instantly healed of everything since your first breath, since you came to the earth. All you need for healing ministry is circumcision and crucifixion piercings we heal with piercings the cross is your healer those that reject healing they want to heal their souls they want to be healed in the curse we can't offer that we can't be false ministers you can only offer true spiritual healing jesus said the same thing it's better that you go into hell with one hand than to go into heaven or go into hell with both your hands and hell with one hand that he was saying that the soul has to pay a price or it's better that it pay a price than not suffer and still go into hell or heaven there there is a consequence and a cost of serving jesus at the altar amen if something is is attached to the natural realm detach it to go into heaven it's more valuable jesus said that is the revelation of the cost of the animal sacrifice the sacrifice is getting totally removed from the natural realm totally in union which is marriage covenant to the lamb bride of christ and growing in maturity once you're married to the lamb through the cross by the sacrifice of self and the annihilation of heart and animal feelings and brain and animal thoughts and you're really married to the spirit through the altar you get married at the altar they say i'm going to the altar to get married that's a phrase amongst uh, human beings so i'm going to the altar Well, in heaven, it's because that's how you marry the lamb. You have to go to the altar. The altar is where your entire human nature burns, amen? (laughs) So once that thing burns, now you begin to live as a more mature bride. That's what we need. Amongst those that understand these things that are obeying these biblical principles and walking in them, now we need to mature as sacrificed ones ones that are slain with him will grow in wisdom to rule the world this is the place of mature training in righteousness notice hebrews 6 says you have to go through the baptisms of death righteousness judgment all of that first in order to get trained in righteousness which is how to rule the world as a king and a lord of the king of kings and lord of lords. But we have so many people that haven't even sacrificed their hearts and minds that are living in the human form, you can't get training in righteousness there. God only permits that once you are completely slain of your human nature, therefore no more male or female, Hebrew or Greek, but totally divine. Once it's totally divine in there, no longer earthly or human, then you can begin training in the more mature things of the altar amen and that's what we're gonna do the next thousand years glory your people will be love offerings like living sacrifices spilled out poured out and outpouring before you in the day of your mighty power you will be exalted and in the brightness of your holy ones you will shine as an army arising from the womb of the dawn an army of the spirit the womb scripture calls it the womb of the morning star that's your day dawning that's when your spirit begins fighting the good fight of faith that's when your spirit begins cooperating with the Holy Spirit as a Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit following the Holy Spirit like all the other angels do that's what angels do they're in the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit's the animation of the light of all the holy angels, two-thirds that obey Him, and also the animation of your spirit. That's why they're the angel-like sons of God. Luke chapter 20 is because their spirit has learned to completely obey the Holy Spirit Paul says in his later writings I have served God with my whole spirit that's why he's raptured into paradise he's become like the angels filled and flooded with the spirit and all his spirit head to toes having dominion through sacrifice of his heart and brain and bones obeying God mighty power brightness Holy ones, army arising, womb of the dawn, anointed with the dew of your youth. That's the child Jesus in you. You are anointed with the child Jesus. Jesus, the child of God. That's what they called him in Acts. You didn't call him the adult of God. They called him the child of God. The young child of God is the source of your life and anointing and refreshment. You need to worship a child. Some of you have been worshiping adult Jesus, which is Satan. Just repent right now. Yahweh has taken a solemn oath and will never back away from it, saying, You are a priest forever, my king of righteousness of the order of Melchizedek. Let we'll us put that in there too. The Lord stands in full authority to shatter to pieces the kings who stand against you, which means a false leader. We deal with a lot of that. Kings are false that stand against you, are false leaders of thousands and tens of thousands, some of them of millions. Amen? They will be shattered, it is written. The Lord stands in full authority to shatter to pieces the kings who stand against you, that stand against your spirit, that stand against my spirit, the divine part of us. Anything that stands against that is a very, very deceptive, horrible, lying enemy. Yeah. And that needs to be taken down, It needs to be shattered to pieces like pottery. Yeah. Anything that stands against the born-again new creature is the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. On the day he displays his terrible wrath against those that stand against our born-again spirit, <laughs> he will judge every rebellious nation. Filling their battlefield with corpses and will shatter the strongholds of ruling powers. Which means they'll never rebuild again. No more strongholds. They won't have anything left after we're done. This righteous generation getting trained in righteousness through the full annihilation of their animal heart and brain will permanently destroy the works of devil and they will never rebuild again. Amen. Yet he himself will drink his inheritance. Notice there is a drinking in the destroying. Why do you get persecuted when you start to get into the drunken glory? You are destroying the works of the devil. You're releasing the river by your faith, by your drinking. I have watched the drinking of the river of life perfect whole parts of my soul. And we're making progress in some of the other parts as well. But I have watched this river through drinking sanctify me into levels I could have never imagined 5, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> you know, they told me when I was going through deliverance in Teen Challenge in 1999, and all these deliverance pastors of the Assemblies got around me for three months. They drove out demons up to two hours every other day for three months. And they told me, Brandon, all you have to do because the anointing is here is just keep breathing. <laughs> keep breathing breathing he will destroy the man of lawlessness with the breath of his mouth it is written just keep enjoying the ruach hakadesh the breath of life the holy spirit he said all you have to do to get delivered is breathe in this day and enjoy the breath of life you need deliverance be still and know that the breath of the almighty is blasting the shadows out of your soul. You notice the more you enjoy the breath of life, the drinking of the gospel, the drinking of the river, the devouring of the feast of the Lamb, of eating the light of the third heaven, And everything in heaven is made out of the word of God, eating the living word, eating the kingdom. You eat the kingdom. The kingdom is a feast. You can eat the kingdom. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. The kingdom of heaven is inside Jesus' heart. You got to eat his flesh, drink his blood. And if you eat that place, then you begin to enjoy him. You enjoy him through feasting. The Bible calls the first century Christian experience keeping the feast a love feast. There's stains in your love feast. If you don't stay in the love feast of eating the light of the kingdom, you get into the revelry of the flesh. You get into the temptations of the evil one. You get into lust. You get into pride. You get into religion. You get into something external that has no eternal value. Totally profane activity. So we repent of all externalism and we begin to serve the holy ghost on the inside to build his kingdom through drinking to build his kingdom through feasting and celebrating and dancing and singing and jubilee there is a party of the lamb inside you right now you're not going into that place it's being unfolded from within you already It's not so much of rising as it is unfolding and your elevation is risen as it unfolds from your spirit as your spirit conquers your soul. This is how your spirit will conquer your soul. Your soul is three parts that need to be devoured by your spirit. Greed, sex, and food. Greed, sex, and food have to be eaten out of the soul. less the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. By your spirit in Christ, by the word in your spirit, by the blood of Jesus in the spirit, by the spirit of God in your spirit. And these three are in agreement, 1 John says. This is your victory over greed, sex, and and food amen Amen. and you will make progress and they will shrink down and you'll baptize your soul in the living water and god will become your great reward god is your great reward when you begin to devour these bubbles of the soul that's the kingdom of hell king of hell is in three areas lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life great apostle john said that's all that is in the world you don't deal with anything else he says all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and those three realms are overcome by faith in your spirit by the faith of god in your spirit who is them who's overcome the devil he who believes in the son of god he has overcome the devil and these three realms of temptation satan only tempted jesus in three realms because only three exist if there was more he would give him a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh. he didn't he only had three less the eyes less of the flesh pride of life go on, get on to the temple reward without obedience was one of them before jesus had obeyed the father have all this reward the kingdoms of this world people christians lose their salvation when they get into reward without obedience they come into covenant with satan just in the temptations of jesus satan is tempting you the same way he tempted christ you got to get into radical obedience Ooh. the rewards come afterward you need to know he's a rewarder of those who diligently Ooh. obey him because it's fun in the sun as you get undone from religion but you have to obey in order to save the day <laughs> you have to obey to grow in the glory without obedience no one will see the lord and his obedience is to the spirit of holiness in which we rise spirit of holiness you are our master in this place you are the law of the new covenant spirit of holiness what is the law the law is obeying the spirit of holiness And he is here in this place. We declare spirit of holiness. You are our master. You are our Lord. You are our God. And you are our Savior. You are the fullness of Jesus and the Father present with us. We make the spirit of holiness, the Holy Ghost, our master and our best friend, our father, our comforter, our paraclete. We can't do one thing apart from you, the Bible says, but in you we're more than conquerors. We need to know you more, spirit of holiness. Illuminate the word into our spirit. We give you our hearts and our minds and our bones and everything tonight. We give you all the drama in our life. We give you the battle against accusers and slanderers and enemies. We give you the battle against persecution, misunderstanding. The battle belongs to the Lord who is the Spirit. And the Spirit will justify us. And the Spirit will vindicate us. And the Spirit has vengeance in His outstretched right arm. And the Spirit is the revenge of the Holy Ghost upon Satan and his angels. And everything the devil has done against the saints the spirit will reward us for and repay us for for the spirit is our justice holy ghost we thank you for being our justifier our sanctifier and during these great and glorious times our glorifier (laughs) You are our glorifier, Holy Ghost. Love you, Lord. Bless everyone at the sound of my ble- uh, sound of my voice with a blessing of glorification, that they may know you as their glorifier. Wash them, heal them, raise them up. Get them in the river. Make them disciples of Elijah against Jezebel. Let them hate wickedness and love righteousness, therefore being whacked in the drunken glory, the oil of joy beyond their fellow companions. Make them mighty soldiers of the prophetic and the apostolic. Stir up the gifts you've imparted into their spirit. Let them come forth now in the body of Christ to help many. In Jesus' mighty name amen <laughs> glory to God hallelujah bless you guys gonna be a fiery week of fire partner with this ministry Slanders main attempt against the apostles and prophets is to cut off finances you want to punch the teeth out of the devil give an offering into the apostolic anointing blessed are they who give in to God good measure pressed down overflowing it'll come back sevenfold the Bible even says a thousandfold. In Deuteronomy 11 God will bless you for blessing him. When you're obedient with financial wealth, God will pour you out such a blessing you can't even contain it. Malachi chapter 3, he's excited to do it for those who are excited to give into the anointing that destroys the yoke in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Glory to God.
1: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Glory.
0: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. the best ways that we can prove that we love the Lord is by giving. Amen. And we're going to sing a song about giving. And it's got some hand motions and I want you to join with me. Okay, will you do that? Here we go, watch me. Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running old. Press.